Welcome, everybody, to the next installment of the Upscale Business Podcast. I'm Mitch Van, and I've got Arena with me today. How are you? Yeah, I'm feeling a lot better. You are? Yeah. I don't know if you noticed, but I intentionally just said your name differently to I always say it. How did you say it? I just said Arena. And how do you usually say I normally it? Like, I normally like build it up like there's an emphasis. It's like, and I'm joined by Arena. Yeah. You yeah. actually said my name just normal. Yeah, I know. It felt weird. That's nice. I do normally call you E. Yeah, that's my nickname in the office and I really love it. Yeah, yeah. Um, How's everything going? I, I heard you say you're feeling a bit better. Yes, I love being healthy. Yes. Or getting healthy. I, I just, you know, when you get over flu and you notice, yeah, I'm waking up every day and feeling pretty good. You appreciate everyday life and health a lot more mm. when you like had a little bit of like a down, downtime. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I'm just like, yeah, I yeah, I've got energy. This is great. Mm-hmm. Nothing to do with what we're talking about today, but no. what is your what is your number one tip for health? I have noticed that you below your desk at the moment have the biggest bag I have ever seen of vitamins. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, I, <laughs> oh my God. I was like, I, I was like, what are they? What are they all? <laughs> so, what's your number one tip? You got a tip for us? You got a certain vitamin that you you take? Um. Maybe it's some, what is it? What is the secret to your health? Uh, you know, I'm not a medical professional. Yeah, no, <laughs> we got that. to throw that out there. Yep. Um, I don't know. I've been just like taking some probiotics and um, fish oil and I don't know, little bits and pieces. I've been seeing like naturopath. Arena. There is at least, I don't want to talk about There's at least 25 <laughs> different vials in there. That is not true. <laughs> yes, it is. Um, I will, t- I will put up a, a photo for reference uh, at the end of this episode. I'm going through a phase, okay? Yep. Um, and um, I'm almost at the end of it. But, mm-hmm. yeah, but, you know, look, I just, I think I just like to try stuff and give things a go. Yeah, okay. So, you know, there's a couple of things that uh, for me that are under my control. So you're, you're the reason why the pharmaceutical industry and the supplement and vitamin game is one of the most lucrative industries in the world. Yeah, I'm probably. Yeah. So, look, maybe, maybe. Who knows? I have very expensive urine. <laughs> you know, I'm just like. Yeah, right. We're not going that's there. The, that's the Big Bang joke. I don't know. Yes, I got Big it. Big Bang Theory joke. Watch that episode. It's pretty funny. So, you know, maybe that's a problem, but maybe it helps me. You know what? I it... feel like I got, almost got over this cold. Yeah. Like within a week. So flu. It was I, a flu. I reckon a lot of people have been sick these last couple of weeks. Yeah, I'm just thinking like, okay, just give me everything that, you know, if there's a fraction of it that helps. Mm. You know, it sounds like my my COVID cure and I'm yeah. not, once again, a medical professional. <laughs> I'm not at all. But um, I remember what, two years ago when I got hit with COVID the first time, mm. I remember I just threw everything I could into a, a, like into a, you know, a protein shaker, everything that I could. And um, I just drank it and you know what six hours later I was sweet (laughs) I mean my kidneys still hurt (laughs) but everything else was everything else was good COVID was gone maybe um you know just don't listen to us don't take anything without you know medical yes definitely definitely now what are you talking about today Mitch uh I'm thinking today actually it's it's an I think it's an interesting subject it's uh understanding yourself as a business owner what type of business owner are you um, you know, how do we classify ourselves? I really like this because depending on who you are, you will have different goals mm-hmm. and 
if you have different goals, obviously your roadmap looks completely different to the next person yeah. because you might not want to achieve what they want to achieve. Mm -hmm. So understanding who you are as a business owner yeah. um, is so valuable because then you can map out, okay, cool. Based on me being this person in business, my goals will be very individual. Yeah. Um, so just for anyone out there that is wondering what, what you mean by your roadmap will look, look a lot different, look, mm -hmm. look a lot different. What you're saying is that deter, deter, depending on what your goal is, how you, the path that you take to get to that goal will be different than someone else's, which is determined by your personality type or your, in this case, you know, what type of business owner you are. Yep. Yep. Um, I might throw out a couple of, couple of things. So I really like this theory, but they're like four broad categories that I can think of. Mm -hmm. You might have a couple more, mm -hmm. um, that you could fit into yep. as a business owner. Um, so I think there's, um, someone like a freedom seeker, um, they are just like looking for freedom and we'll, we'll go into maybe a bit more detail at the end, but there's also someone who could be a passionate creator. Mm -hmm. Yep. You might find yourself as a struggling survivor. Yep. Or maybe you just want to go and build a legacy. Yeah. Okay. Um, Before we get into these, what do you think you are? If you're going to put yourself as one of these four, what do you think you are? I think because I, I want you to do this before you <laughs> describe what they are. Yeah. So that everyone can have in their head what you are and then go from there. Uh, I think I'm a freedom seeker personally. Because yeah? okay. I might just jump into what, what they, mm -hmm. what that means. Yep. Um, actually, before I do, do you think I'm wrong? Nah, I'm going to go with that. I reckon you're a freedom seeker. Yeah. Um, so a, a freedom seeker, they, the, if I just talk about myself as a freedom seeker, I want to control my fate mm -hmm. and um, I want to be in control of my decisions and do what I want to do. Yep. I um, want to be able to control the environment I work in mm -hmm. um, and, and my schedule mm -hmm. and my revenue. Like I, I want to know and be in control what, of what I earn. Yep. And which is, is interesting because we, you've, you know, you've named it a freedom seeker and mm -hmm. you know, the things that define a freedom seeker, but you've talked a lot about control. Yes. Which if we think about in, you know, like, uh, I guess, worldly terms, normally people define um, freedom as not controlled. Yes. But, but what, yeah. But what you're actually saying is that you want to have the ability to choose. Yes. To yes. That's actually what the, Yep. Big preface is on this one. I know. But when I say um, I want to be in control, that means that I don't want someone else to give those parameters uh, to me. Yep. I want to be able to choose okay, yep. or be in control where I choose to work yes. and how I choose to work and when I choose to work, yep. um, how much and how much I earn. Mm -hmm. I, I want to be in control of that. Yep. So, yes, it's a freedom of choosing mm -hmm. or having having the choice and working your way towards being able to make that choice. Being, really. being uh, having control of the choices you make. Yes. 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 I like it. So for me, obviously, like big thing, you know, you probably heard of Buck in one of our meetings, if you had a meeting with me before, of like being free to take my dog to work. Mm -hmm. Like little things like that. But, you know, there's a lot more. I just, I just want to, as a business owner, and I think 
you know, realizing how much freedom having your own business can give you mm-hmm. um, changed changed my life. Just yep. um, yeah, just having that goal of being yeah in control of your own choices. Yeah. Okay. So maybe a little bit more um, about the freedom seeker. If you think about it, like you probably, if you're seeking freedom, you're going to be leveraging technology. Um, yeah. Like anything that makes life a little bit easier and less manual mm-hmm. where you can save some time and you manage your time more effectively and efficiently and it helps you make smart decisions. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's a big thing of um, like being a freedom seeker as a business owner that you actually want to leverage any sort of technology and, you know, going with the times so you can make the best decisions possible Yep. to achieve that goal of achieving your freedom. Yep. Hmm. Okay. What's one of the other ones? So you said that there's four in total. Yeah. Maybe what, what do you think? What do I what think? What category you fall in? Me? Yes. I actually was just wondering that. <laughs> and I don't know, I'm looking at it and I, I've, it's one of those things. You know, you can do things like I love categorizing different things. Like I love your Myers-Briggs tests where there's 16 different personalities. Mm. Um, I'm an INFJ. That's what I am in that space. Okay. Um, I love disc personality tests where it kind of gives you an assumption, uh, a thing based on what that can is. Can I tell you a funny story about the disc thing? Yes, go. Um, you asked me to do one of these before. I have. I know your disc profile. Actually, I don't know. I do have it, but I don't mm. know it off the top of my head. Uh, I did that test three times. And always got something different? No, I got... Two times I got, you're overthinking this. You're like exactly 25% everything. Yeah. Um, so it looks like you're cheating or you're, you're like not doing it right. So I got my partner at the time to do it for me yeah. because I couldn't, I could, I just couldn't pass the test because mm-hmm. I said you're too balanced. But I think that's just over now. Analyzing it. Anyway, yeah. so I like those tests. Yeah. Like some of them are tricky. Some are really tricky, but they're designed to trick you. Mm. They're designed to give you the same question in multiple ways so that you ultimately, because yeah, people will try and trick the system. Mm. Yep. So I love like those kind of tests. I love like uh, relationship type tests. Like I, I like all that kind of stuff, love language. So I, I like, I, I understand that space. I've studied it quite a lot. And something that comes up a lot of the time in most of the tests is that you do often sit in a few in different levels, like your love language test. You know, it's not, it's very rare that someone sits at a hundred percent of one love language. Yep. I actually am someone that sits at 98% on one love language. And then I have a breakdown of 1% and 1% on the other two, not going into what it is, but. I know exactly what like mine's like, I have two categories a bit more mm-hmm. like pronounced than the other three. Yep. And then like the other ones are exactly the same. Yeah. So look, what, I, what I'm getting at here is for me, I'm, I look at these and I, listen to you talk about them. And I personally feel that I sit across at least two of them. Okay. Yep. I would say that I have a tendency, which is the passionate creator, mm-hmm. which is where I think most people would throw me. Yep. Yep. But I also feel like I also sit a little bit in the uh, legacy builder. Okay. Yep. Yep. So um, why don't you explain what those two are? Yep. I might jump into that, um, the passionate creator. Mm-hmm. I actually would that for you. Yeah. Um, passionate creator, business owners that love what they do. Mm-hmm. They absolutely love what they're doing. 
um, that, that running a business gives them that sense of pride and, and a, achievement. Mm -hmm. So um, you usually see these people be in business the longest and they have usually come out or they have some sort of success running a business. Yep. Um, they are um, like most likely to track financial performance compared to budgets and um, they definitely use analytics to make decisions. So the way I know you are, you will always calculate anything before you make any decisions and see how much sense does it make um, to do this. And um, I can see that. I, I feel like you also take so much pride and you love not only running your own business, but you really love helping other people with theirs. And I feel like it gives you a sense of achievement um, as a coach building someone else's business through coaching. So I feel like you're like leveraging that, I don't know, or you're building on top of this sense, the feeling that you get from building something with other people's businesses as well. So I definitely think that you're very passionate in that regard and you are that passionate creator, not only in your own business, but also helping other people with their business. Yeah. I, like I said, I would have put myself as sitting in that space the most. And I definitely would have put myself as that's what most people would definitely pick where I sit. Um, I mean, if we go through them, I just love business. Like for me, and that's why I love coaching and I love helping other people's businesses because like in what I do right now, it feels often like I get to, I have hundreds of businesses. Mm. You know, we get to help hundreds of clients as clients and I feel like they're mine. And I don't mean that to sound that, that way that it does, but I get as, a, as, as invested in their success sometimes as I feel the owners do. Mm. You know, I love watching them grow. I love looking at their financials. You know, I'll sit in bed at night sometimes and be going through everyone's financials, looking at their data and be like, yeah, <laughs> well done. You know, and, and to me, that's a big part of it. But I think to me in that, in that description, there's something that really stands out. And that is the performance side of things versus the budget. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a bit of a running joke that we have, you know, in, in amongst this is like, I'm a big fan of budgets, mm. but I'm also a big fan of, you know what, if you want more, then increase the lead gen, increase the conversions, increase the amount of work you're doing and increase the revenue. Yep. And ultimately the budget kind of goes to the wayside. Yep. And I know that that's not right. Mm. I'm just saying that for me, I'm a big believer. I'm a big believer in grow. Your, you can grow your way out of everything, mm. you know? So um, when I saw that and I said, you know, saw the financial performance versus the budget side of things, I was like, oh, that's definitely a good description of me yeah yeah um i think you are still even though it goes out the window you will basically look at the budget compared to your performance and just go okay how do i adjust the budget to fit my next goal yes and so i think in this category because you're someone who loves what they do you want to grow your business you will actually track your data and update and you know you have your finger on the pulse you understand what's going on um financially mm. and i think most passionate passionate creators they really want to understand some of them might not have the tools yet to really understand financially what's going on um but they're very likely to just give it a shot and and yep. use what they can get out of their financial data to then make better decisions for the future yep yep um, to go into the legacy builder as someone who wants to build that legacy. Um, they're a little bit like, okay, um, 
business ownership is basically a practical economic choice. Mm -hmm. Like I can earn more money by having my own business. It's a vehicle. Um, sorry about that. Um, yeah, it's, it's a vehicle to achieve your goals mm -hmm. and live the life that you want. But, um, legacy builders are more likely to only have one business and mm -hmm. do it really well. Yep. So, um, they will go out and just give it their all and yep. make sure they build a big, bigger legacy. They want to leave something behind yeah. when you know that they're known for that they can pass on to their family mm. um and um usually a, another point is that they do know their financials quite well yeah. and they're at that point where they're understanding everything in and out and they know what their business is doing yep um that's the legacy builder have you come across many of them i reckon i've come across people that like they say that they want to, I think, I think words are a really interesting thing. Mm -hmm. Like I think the power of words is really interesting, but I also think that words, I think people use words to like, I mean, obviously that's what words are built for is to convey a message. But I think sometimes people use words to convey a message they want to be seen as conveying, but isn't actually what they are. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by that is I think a lot of people jump into the space where they use words like, I want to have impact. Mm -hmm. I want to leave a legacy. You know, I want to change the world. And to, to me, a lot of the time I sit back and when we actually break down what they actually really want to achieve, I'm like, nah, that's not actually what you want here. Mm. You know, that's what you like to say because then the outside world has a different perception of you. Yeah. But at the end of the day, to me, someone that's trying to create a legacy is something that it changes lives. Yeah. To me, that's what a, a legacy is, that you're building something that has a ripple effect outwards. Yep. that can impact lots and lots of other people outside of just the internal workings of a business. And internal workings doesn't just mean the staff. It also, to me, means the clients. That's a part of the internal workings of a business. Yep. Someone that builds a legacy, like to me, something like Apple, I know it sounds weird, but is like a legacy. Mm -hmm. Like it is something that will change lives and will help people. Like so many people have built careers off the back of, you know, the ability to have the technology that Apple has produced. You know, it has changed our lives. I can, I can go anywhere in the world and be a freedom seeker with my phone and work my business and do whatever I want. Yeah. You know, to me, that's where the legacy builder sits. And I'm, it, I'm yet to actually find a true legacy builder in and amongst, um, I, I don't actually think I've ever come across what I would call a true legacy builder. Yeah. Yep. Um, you said you see yourself in that category a little bit. What part of you as a business owner? Yep. The single part of where what I want to build mm -hmm. helps people's lives. Yep. And I'm not just talking about our internal because our internal workings, the way that we work with our clients has an external ripple effect. Yep. You know, our clients internally, the business owners do the work. Their children feel the, their, their parents being present more. Mm. You know what? The... Our, our business owners are happier. So when they go out into the local community, they are happier people. And therefore that in itself ripples along. We teach our clients to be great leaders, mentors, and people. And so for me, that's the component of the legacy space. Like if I look at it, you know what, 
owning one business, I literally just sat here and said, I love what we do because I get to deal with hundreds of businesses and it feels like I'm a part owner in those hundreds of businesses. So it's not that part, you know, yep. I would say I'm someone that understands the financials quite well. Um, but at the end of the day, like ownership of a business is not a practical economic choice for me. Mm. Only businesses holds risk and sometimes you win and sometimes you lose in my mind. Yeah. But yeah, for me, just that legacy space is that I'm, what I'm trying to do here with upscale and us as a team and, you know, the coaching that we offer out is every time I get into a session, I'm always sitting there going, it's not about how much money that person can make. Money is a byproduct. Mm. The success on the monetary side is a byproduct. It's how do we help this person to be a better human being? Mm. How do we show, let them show up more for their community and their family and all those kind of things? And move that a little bit closer to their own goals. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right, let's touch on the last the last one's a little bit of like to you me. You really don't like it, do you? Well, it's not that I don't like it. It's um. You come across them though. Well, I'm actually, if I think about it, I reckon that those are the a, a big percentage. You know, if we if we said that, you know, we've given four different types here mm. and we coach a lot of businesses, I would definitely say it's not a 25, 25, 25, 25 split. I would actually say that the um, struggling survivor might be the biggest one that we deal with on the space that our sales team deals with. Yep. So when they're talking to people before they jump on board, they would talk to the majority of struggling survivors. Yep. Yep. I might just run through. Yeah. Um, and then you can tell me why you think that mm -hmm. the main people that the sales team talks to. Um, so struggling survivors, they're the business owners that they understand like that it's hard to run a small business. Mm -hmm especially I'm just talking about small businesses. I'm not talking about massive, you know, businesses, small and medium businesses. Um, they're also in that mind space where they have like concerns, misgivings, they're skeptic, uh, skeptic, skip, they have a lot skeptical. of skepticism, skeptical yep. Yep. Um, about like the future. Mm -hmm. um, and like what's, what's going on day to day and, you know, going forward and the, they, they just don't know they feel they're sitting in that little bit of like a negative space and um they are very <laughs> they're the least likely to actually look at their financials at all mm -hmm. and wanting to know um what's going on yep. and they're quite pessimistic about the outlook in the future yep so that's that's a struggling survivor and <laughs> sometimes it's all you need is to realize that you're sitting in that mind space, mm. or that headspace, that you're just struggling yeah, and you're holding yourself back maybe. Yep. So what do you think why um, the sales team is coming across that a bit? Well, you know, and I think this is a really important lesson for like, you know, people out there that have businesses. You really want to understand your customer base. And so an important part of this is actually sitting down and, you know, I know we're talking about business owners and different types of business owners and understanding yourself in that space. But you want to be someone that understands your clients mm -hmm. yep. and you want to understand, you know, what their struggles are and how they sit on a psychological level, you know, because that's going to determine how you can sell to them and, you know, by providing a solution and so on. So we actually track this, these kind of metrics, you know, we are a business coaching company. And so therefore we look at metrics like this and we often discuss with the sales team, you know, what are the biggest hurdles that we're having to overcome? What types of clients and what types of people are actually reaching out to us? And so... The reason I say this, and I want to 
preface this with, I think it's really important to understand that you can change. Yes. Yep. So for every other client that's sitting there listening to this, I don't want you to think, oh my God, Mitch thinks I'm a struggling survivor or our sales team. That's not what we're saying. Mm-hmm. We're saying that most people that reach out have to identify that there is a problem. Yep. Yep. And a lot of the time people don't reach out when that problem first presents itself. They've sat in it for months mm-hmm. or let's go days, weeks, months, years, decades. Sometimes people take it like forever to actually reach out to the solution to a problem. And so by the time a lot of our clients or potential clients actually make the, the step to reach out, they're sitting in the struggling survivor space. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know the solutions. I'm feeling really overwhelmed. I don't have a way forward, doom, gloom, recession. Like they sit in that space, the negative energy. Yeah. And so that's why I say that because people that are positive creators, well, you know, passionate creators will often think that they already have the solutions and they, they won't reach out in the first place. Yeah. You know, they'll go, oh, I can, I can because I they're can so, up, yeah, they're so passionate about what they do. They're like, this is just a part of it. Yeah. This is awesome. You know, we're just, yeah. Yep. Or then someone like a freedom seeker could just be, you know, it's, it's that whole mindset space. And so I think that the majority of people that actually seek help, and I'm not saying this is how it should be, sit in the struggling survivor space. Yep. They've been worn down. Hmm. And finally, them being worn down has led them to, a, a, to, a, to something burning inside where they're like, I have to make a choice and do something different here. I think they're most likely um, to be the first to ask for help, mm-hmm. like yeah. you just said. Um, and then moving out of that space and maybe finding, okay, Right now, I'm sitting in this hard place. Mm-hmm. How do I move out of that? And what do I actually want to get from my business? Yeah. And I think that's that's a lot like who are the people you need in your corner to support you with the type of business owner you are mm-hmm. or support you in changing out of that pessimistic outlook and, you know, having a look at what can I change to then move forward. Mm. I think there's something really, because uh, I, I realize how I've just kind of like presented the struggling survivor mm. and I don't want it to sound in a negative space because all of these have their strengths. And I'm going to say the word weakness, but a weakness isn't actually a weakness in itself because often a weakness can be a strength. As long as you're not like blind to yeah. it. So someone, and this is like, I'm, I'm looking at it and I myself definitely hold certain elements of a struggling survivor. If we think about it, it's they understand the cold, hard reality of running a business. Mm. That's literally my life is giving people the cold, hard facts about, you know what? Business can be hard. Mm-hmm. Let's move forward. Yep. So I myself, I really understand how hard business is and how much energy and effort and resources, not just money, but time and everything has to go into building a successful business. I think the struggling survivor, they actually sometimes they're just a bit more realistic of mm-hmm. what it takes. Yeah. Which I quite like. It's like that mental toughness as mm. well. And just like not just talking yourself into like, yeah, everything is fine. Like you actually yep. have to look at the facts. Yeah. But the problem is that some of them, they just don't want to look. They put their head in the sand. Like and the they don't want to face. Yeah. yeah. They want to face, don't, don't want to face what's going on financially for them. For example, financially, but. Either way, but they really understand yeah, it's not all easy and you're going to have to do work that you don't really want to do. Like you're not always going to sit in the 
in the flow of the type of work that you really enjoy, you have to go back and do your admin. And if you don't enjoy that, that you, it's going to take you out of flow, but it's part of business. Um, so, yeah, I think you're right. Like, you have to understand the reality of running a business. Yeah. And sometimes people just have to hold up a mirror and say, okay, I, you only see the good bits, but there's also this and you have to work through that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The reason I said that, like how, you know, you, you say the word, we can say the word weaknesses, but if we look at it as a, just a difference, I remember when I first did my first uh, Myers-Briggs assessment and I was put as an I, which is an introvert. And everyone was like, oh my God, but you're so extroverted. And I took it as, oh my God, I'm introvert, introvert. Like I'm in it. Like, and I thought that was a negative thing. Yep. So, you know, if you're sitting here and you're going, I'm a struggling survivor, I'm a legacy builder, I'm a freedom seeker, I'm a, a passionate creator, whatever it is that you are, that's a beautiful thing for where you're at right now. Yeah. And you have to look at it and go, okay, these are the positives that I hold within that. And if there are some negatives or weaknesses or whatever word you want to use for that, or if there's something that you don't see as being such a positive, mm. look and go, okay, how can I switch this? How can I turn this into something that actually serves me in a, in a good way? I'm a realist. Let's talk about struggling survivor. I'm a realist. So therefore I'm not going to go and make outlandish projections. Mm -hmm. and I'm not going, going to go and bite off more than I can chew. Yeah. Because I sit in that space. I think um, a big thing here is, okay, uh, as you build your business, who do you want to invite into your business? What do you need? So if you are, um, it's going to go struggling survivor. Uh, if, if you don't like looking at your figures, maybe you just need a good accountant that takes you through it mm. and keeps you accountable yeah. and, and, you know, or, or a coach mm. or a good bookkeeper that just like, helps you out in that space so or do you need someone who just you know holds you accountable and tells you every day okay come on go get off the couch to do it yep or you know uh, someone like a passionate creator or you know if you're that sort of person that sees something shiny and you want to follow it mm -hmm. and you just change and change and change and change and you can't focus on the one thing maybe you just need someone in your corner that keeps you on the right path and mm -hmm. just keeps you like it steers you back into the direction that you actually want to go yeah. in. So I find just understanding where you're at, it also helps you understanding what you need and what sort of employees you'll need, mm -hmm. what sort of business partners you would want to have, what sort of coach you need. I think that's such an important thing in life, mm -hmm. especially like if we're talking about like business partners or life partners or, you know, friends, people in our corner. I'm a big fan of having people in your corner. And, um, you know, understanding what complements you, understanding that you can't be everything yep. and that you need to have people that complement you or technology or something that complements you to kind of fill you out so that you do cover as many bases as you can. Yep. Yep. I like it. I feel like that's a wrap. That's a wrap. Um, I would really love to hear what category you see yourself in. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, if you um, want to reach out, leave us a message. And tell us like, yeah, hey, I think I'm a freedom seeker. Mm -hmm. And how can I leverage technology to get more of that freedom and make better decisions, for example? Um, yeah, reach out. I'm so curious to hear what everyone in the audience sort of sees themselves at. Yeah. All right, guys. See ya. Bye.